Hello, this is Rob and Mike from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, and this is Think Smart with TMFG. Mike, today I thought you and I would talk about how poor service is everywhere you look today. And the problem is, is some companies in the world have set the bar so high, it makes everyone else look absolutely horrible. So what are some examples of poor service that you've encountered lately? Just last week, I had to uh, cancel a trip, and I went to go through uh, trip cancellation and decided to call the credit card companies. And I have two of the major credit card companies, and I had one on each, so I had to deal with both of them. I went through the automated operator, which is just a terrible situation because they never lead you where you want to get. There, there's nothing you can say that will put you in the right place. <laughs> as soon as you mention anything, I think I mentioned insurance. One then I was on the insurance division, and then I finally got to the trip uh, cancellation part. And when I finally got to it, the hour, the wait was three hours and forty minute wait on both cards. Each card I, I I went to, it was a three hour and forty minute wait. Now this has just become impossible. So the service level, I don't know when, what life that was acceptable or who could possibly spend three hours and 40 minutes on the phone waiting for a credit card. And my batteries won't even last that long. So uh, they've made it pretty much impossible to get decent service out of anything. And I've just noticed this over the past year. And I've noticed for the past few years, but lately this whole idea is because of COVID and because of volume. Right? I don't know why there'd be any more volume than there was before. I don't know the big change in this. And I, I don't know, COVID seems to have reduced the amount of travel rather than increased the amount of travel. So I don't understand the excuses, but it's there. Companies are taking advantage of it. And, and you know, I want to go back to you made an earlier point just about the automated service. My, I, I get impatient on these things. I, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at technology. I'll, everyone says I'm, you know, advanced on technology. But I go on these automated things and, and they start off by saying a minute of, of information about all these things that don't relate to what I'm calling about, but I have to listen to the whole minute before I can hit my option. And precedent zero doesn't work anymore. They figured that one out. <laughs> so, so then the other thing that happens, so let's say you are on hold and you've committed that three hours and 40 minutes because you just want to get this thing off your plate. And you're three hours into that wait time. And what happens? They'll the, hang up. The phone goes dead. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, that, that didn't just happen, did it? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you're looking at your phone and you realize there's no connection, there's no call, and they don't have a callback number and they would never call you back anyways. It, it's just a horrible system. So what have they done? They've taken the human being out of it. They put the computer and the computer's not doing a very good job. It's a horrible job. And even to the point, and not to go and belabor where the service level has got, but whenever I do get the human being, the problem at these centers is the person's goal never seems to be to solve my problem. It seems to be able to get the problem off their plate. And there's a big difference between the two. And they don't want to solve your problem. They want to say, okay, it's no longer my problem, pass it to someone else. And you get passed around quite a bit, and no one really wants to deal with the issue. And they don't even really understand the issue. It, it's a very, a very frustrating process now. It is interesting. You typically have to go to a minimum of two, more likely three to four different people before you can even find the person that might be able to help you. I, and I don't know why they've, they've made them all such specialists and that isn't helping you and I, the customer. It may be helping them. 
it's not delivering what we need delivered. I want to call. I want to talk to the one person. I want to tell them my issue and I want to get it resolved or at least get it, get started to get it resolved. So let's go to the next person, the person we all pay the most. Who do we pay the most, Rob? <laughs> our government. Yep. So our government that we pay taxes to, we provide all of the revenue. So let, let's look at it. It's it, the government doesn't have its own revenue. They've sold all, anything that they had their own revenue from. All the revenue comes from individuals or companies, and specifically Canadian companies that are owned by Canadians and individuals. So that's where all their revenue comes from. So they have a lot of revenue. So it's not, and they have no problem overspending in any category. But the one area they don't overspend is customer service. So what is it like to call CRA? CRA, you're going to be on the phone for an hour and a half to two hours. There's no doubt about that. You'd think that accountants have an easy way into them, that they could talk to someone. But when you deal with other people's tax returns, because of doing a tax service for years, we've learned this. CRA doesn't care. You're on the same lineup as everyone else. And it's funny because we get pressure sometimes from a client to go see if you can go figure this out. We're in the same hole that they would be on with CRA talking to the same people and getting slow answers that are inconsistent from all these people. Very difficult to deal with. So how are they not able to match supply and demand? Like that seems to be the issue here, right? They're just, they don't have enough supply of people to provide service based on the demand that comes in. And yet my guess is it doesn't change much from year to year. Now, maybe because of COVID there was an increased area, but that would be able to predict that and you could hire more people to, to do all that. Well, things that CRA have also done, again, they've automated things, which again is always disaster. Automation can be great, but they use it in a disastrous way. They do what's, I, I guess it's called spot audits now. And what it means is they pick a subject, let's say medical receipts, and they say anyone in 2020 that claimed medical expenses, we're just going to deny them all until you can go prove otherwise. And what they know is half the people aren't going to bother because they don't know how, and they can't be bothered spending three hours on with CRA to try to fix this. And they audit them. They say, we disallowed your $3,000 worth of medical receipts. You owe another $1,200 in taxes. Pay up. You know, probably a large percentage of people are just going to pay the extra $1,200 rather than go through this. And they know that. And so it's painful to see this happen because it's not right. It's interesting. I had one specifically with my own taxes. I had made an installment payment and they didn't apply it to my installment account, they applied it to the next year. So I called them, I picked it up that they put it in the wrong account, I called them and they say, well, it doesn't look like anything's wrong, we can't adjust it right now, we don't see a problem with it. So sure enough, at the end of the year, I get a notice that I owe interest because the installment payment wasn't made, but it was made. And so I, I submitted a request to have an adjustment. I just got a notice back that they've denied my request, but if I want, I could submit another request for a second review. Like, I'm, I'm just, I, I, it's not worth my time and money to keep doing this. I'm they sort just, of, I'm just accepting the penalty of $116 and I'll move on. They just exhaust you. I, I'm done. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't, I can't go through the process again. And by the way, it took four months to get the response back. Yeah. So speaking of exhausted, I've traveled with you many times, Rob, and we've traveled through many airports together, <laughs> and I usually have to hear you complain for the day, for the rest of the flight. So tell me about airports. 
Well, you know, airports are, are an interesting place. And, you know, I, I, I gather it's been different. The rules have changed for them all the time. But there, there's always been certain things that, that have, have confused me. And, and, and maybe it's just me. But, you know, the, the most recent is now they've increased the amount of time that you need to arrive to the airport prior to. So it used to be before you could get you know, an hour and a half, you were probably pretty good. And, you know, then it was two hours on some. Now we're three hours. So you want people there three hours ahead of time. That's a, that's a big commitment, right? Yeah. Especially on a, a, a 6 a.m. Flight. Yep. flight. <laughs> so, and then you get to the airport three hours ahead of time, and security's closed, so you can't even go anywhere. They don't really know what to do with you. <laughs> they don't know what to do. So they line you up and wait, and you're not six feet apart. So so that's the start of it. You, you then go through, and you can see you're going through security, and, or whether it's whether you're going through customs, and they've got all these booths, but only three or four of them have someone in it. And they know how many planes and how many people are going through the airport every day, but they never seem to have enough staff to handle the people that are going. It's like all these people were a surprise to them that they showed up that day to catch a flight. I always feel like a Seinfeld routine. Right? You know the flights. Like, <laughs> you know how many. You have a schedule. You know how many people are going to be here. But it's not like the TTC. I mean, in the TTC, I guess you could have a day where all kinds of people are at the bus stop and you weren't ready to handle that many people. Yeah, when you ask, they always go, oh, a lot of people arrive. Well, no kidding. You have them booked on flights. <laughs> and also, Toronto is one of the most expensive airports in the world, I believe, too. With, with the charges that they put. Yep. So here's another, and this is just a pet peeve. Every time I land in Toronto... For whatever reason, they park the plane the furthest away from where you pick up your bag. No matter what it is, you have to walk the entire length of the airport to get to your bag. And, it, and it's only Toronto that's like that. Everywhere else, you land at different, you know, they take you into a different gate, and you're fine. And sometimes the gates are short, sometimes they're long. Toronto, it's always the long gate. I just don't understand it. Custom clearance, because in Toronto we have U.S. custom clearance, it's also a big delay that seems to be totally, there's no communication between the flights and, and the and the customs people. They seem to, I've been there with lineups through the whole airport, and there's two people. And I'm, I'm looking, there's 500 people in line, and there's two custom agents there. Customer service, cell phone companies, Rogers, Bell, any of them. I don't know if any are good, are they? There was just a skit. So here I thought, you know, maybe it's just Canada. There was a skit just on Saturday Night Live, and, and it went on and on about, uh, about cell phone companies and, and how difficult it is to deal with them. You need to commit a good hour to an hour and a half. And you do get to talk to a human being eventually, but for whatever reason, their systems are horrible and they can't process anything quickly. And so you, you need to stay on hold with them until the whole deal's done. You can't just tell them what, I, I want to buy, you know, a, a long distance package or I want to upgrade my phone. Everything takes an hour and a half. Yeah, their efficiencies are very poor. And again, I know you're a Rogers guy. I'm a Telus guy uh, on this stuff. It, it's very similar. I mean, I, I, I got to say, like, uh, Telus hasn't been terrible for me. But when you do get on the line, it's not an easy and quick solution. Restaurants. And this is probably a more recent one, and I think this has a lot to do with COVID and staffing, but you get to restaurants today, there's very few staff. And so I, I, I do feel for them. Often they have a shorter menu. 
Um, they certainly have shorter hours. Maybe they're closed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and only open on the weekend. And sometimes, you know, they close at nine. I think this is a difficult one. I, I'm not going to call it poor service, but it's a change in service. What do you think the, the issue is with some of this? And, and is there a fix to it? I guess the one thing is that we've realized is you always got to look at every situation and decide what your time is worth. And I know everything we've done at the McCullen Financial Group, we always try to take into consideration people's time. We have a commitment. We'll stay in this business as long as we can still afford to have someone pick up the phone when you call. Under no circumstance would I ever want to have an automated receptionist. It just, if we got to the point where we grew to the point where you needed two receptionists, you'd have two. I think it's one of the most valuable things that's missing now. I can't think of anywhere I can actually speak to anyone anymore. It, it's no matter who I call, no matter if I want to, even if I have a little personal bank, you still can't even get to their service anymore. There's blocks between everything. I find it just horrible nowadays. So it's the one thing I think people have to really concentrate is a uh, service. And, you know, we think it's sometimes an age thing. But to me, it, 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 yes, it's an age thing. It's also a language thing. We have people in our country that speak English isn't their first language. And so, but, but you still need to talk to a human being. The computer is not doing a better job on this stuff. No, it's very poor. And I mean, the second thing is, hopefully in what we've put on to our, our entire staff is your idea is to solve the person's problem not to get it off your plate. Your goal is not to make it someone else's problem. Your goal is by the time that person finishes with you, they have to be happy. I think a lot of the the metrics that these call centers put on people don't have that as a measuring stick, how happy the people they are. There are how many calls you've handled, how many you've got off your plate, and everyone's responded to see how many they can do. That's how they're being rewarded. That's how they're being benefited. The system's broken. Yeah, it needs to be fixed. So hopefully it can get better. Maybe some companies will go back to having human beings answer the phone. I think that's really important. I think that that's where the, the problem all started, and it hasn't gotten any better. I know, you know, even in our own office, we've, we've now moved to five full-time service people, and it's made a difference. We were slipping behind a little bit for a period there, and we knew that, and we made the change. That's it for another week. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart and the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management. been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.